Seriously, you find yourself at your father's small studio. It's a mess. There's papers strewn all about the relatively small apartment, some broken furniture, and signs of a struggle. It's been a couple of weeks since you were notified that your father was reported missing, so it's not your first time here. You've come back here on numerous times to try and find evidence and find any sign of where your father may have gone, and you're back here again today because you feel like you've missed something. As you take a look around, you see a broken picture frame with a picture of you and your father when you were younger. Tears well up in my eyes, but I, I quickly stifle them. And uh, I carefully go over the photo and relive the, the memory. Yeah, what does it remind you of? You know, it reminds me of uh, before, before we came to the city when it was just me and him traveling around the country and how, you know, just like how close we were and how he taught me everything he knew and, and she feels bad that she hasn't kept in touch with him in a little while and she's worried that she'll never have the chance to, to see him again. Many emotions. Yeah. As you pick up the picture frame, a small business card falls out of it. Love business cards. I pick up the business card. In very small letters on the front, it says Aracor, and it's spelled A-R-A-K-H-O-R. And on the back is an address that says 555 Artoria Street. I read those those words a, like a couple of times to be sure that I memorize them and I pocket the business card. In, in complete uh, defiance of police protocol, which would have that going to evidence. <laughs> and I guess I comb the rest of the apartment just to be sure for, for like the hundredth time to be sure that there's nothing I missed. Yeah, do a investigate check. A 13 plus 2, 15. Yeah, you take a look around the studio, careful not to touch anything else really, and nothing really particularly strikes you as out of place other than the the apparent violence that occurred here. And I guess once I'm once I'm satisfied that I haven't missed anything, I think she she would sit on the bed for a little bit to compose herself a bit and then leave. As you leave the apartment, you step under some of the police crime scene tape, and you head back down to the street. What do you do? I would try to f figure out where this address is. So I guess she would go... Where would be the best place to do that? I guess she could go back to the police station and try to look up this address. So yeah, she does that. Yeah. You head back to the police station, and you pass the receptionist who doesn't look up. Hi, Melinda. Working hard or hardly working? Hey. <laughs> All right. See ya. She's like, uh... Mm. I think I think Cirrus would be kind of secretive uh, about looking up this, like as she's looking up this address, because she's been officially, I think, denied looking into this invest or like doing this investigation. Yeah. How do you look up the address? So I guess she would go into the archive if there's an archives uh, or a records room. She would go in there. Yeah. You head into the archives room and you look up the address. Go ahead and roll a intelligence check gonna be a nine yeah you look up the address and you do find that it is located in the northern part of cantaloon i write that into my into my uh pocket notebook yeah you you know the general area where it's located in but in your excitement of having finally discovered a clue you neglect to look up how to actually get there whoops yeah i definitely very excitedly like power walk out and start and i'm just like you know oh i'll figure it out on the way over and start following the street signs and like the street maps in that direction. 
Yeah. You head north. And in your excitement to get there as soon as possible, you walk a little bit too fast. You ignore a police call to respond to an incident at a nearby motel. And you find yourself a little bit thirsty. Mm, it happens. I, I stop in for a, for a refreshment at, uh, oh, what's that? Is that the Soul Mart? And I'm like, I can't, I can't solve crimes with such, such an extreme thirst. And I go in. Yeah. And you head to the Souls Mart. After perusing for a little bit, you see a somewhat youngish half-orc come in with a human male wearing a business suit. And they're accompanied by a very youngish-looking half-elf wearing a hoodie and some short shorts. I did ignore that call, so I don't have the descriptions of the, of the perps from that, uh, <laughs> from that incident. You continue browsing at various liquids that you could ingest. There's so many liquids that I can ingest. Joey, what are, the, uh, what are my options in terms of liquids that I can ingest? There's, I can't believe it's not grape. <laughs> I can't believe it's not coffee. And I can't believe it's not Gatorade. TM. <laughs> I get the, you know, I can't believe it's not Gatorade because she walked over in such excitement, you know, worked up a little bit of a sweat. Yeah, I can't believe they're not electrolytes. <laughs> Yeah, as you take a hold of the, I can't believe it's not electrolytes, you hear a sudden crash come from the front of the store, and then the sound of glass breaking across the floor. From elsewhere within the convenience store, you hear someone scream. Welcome to Falcon's Reach, a city in which magic is technology. You're listening to Adequately Advanced Magic. Niklaus, the two of you are standing in the lobby of this fancy building, having just seen Olivia run out. Audrey continues and she says, Are y'all okay? Hercule looks Niklaus, at Nik- Niklaus, Niklaus and like, turns to, to Hercule and then looks back at everyone else and is like, Oh, uh, so that that happened. Um, huh. Let me explain. Hercule, quick, look at the map. Find out where we need to go. Let me explain. I run to the map. Allow me to explain. (laughs) 
Here, here, you run over to the map console and you try pushing the buttons. You do hear something clicking into place, but for some reason, everything seems to be fuzzy and unclear and it's staticky and, and you can't make it out. The half-elf is the ghost in the machine. Meanwhile, Constance says to Niklaus, are you, are you sure you didn't drink too much last night? I am confident. That was definitely not enough in that bottle to get me that drunk. If I, I had had the whole bottle. You know those crazy things that happened to us that we were telling you about? Yeah, I guess. So, I think we're having another one of those crazy things happening. Like right now. You're, you're going to be a part of it this time. It's great. Look forward to it. Yeah, Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu look very confused. Well, once we're back in the street, I'll kind of explain a little more. We don't, you know, explain on the lobby clerk lay. Yeah, at this point, the concierge has made some sort of a call. Uh, her care. We're on a time limit here, bro. Uh, this this thing it's it's not working. Audrey, can you take a look? Have you seen something like this? Audrey comes up and presses a couple of the buttons, and she's like, "Yeah, this is weird. There's some sort of interference going on." I think it was from that girl we saw. I think so too. Uh, I don't Audrey's think. Like what? What girl? What? <laughs> what yeah. girl? Gobsu's like, uh, <laughs> yes, guys. You've been through some trauma, and now you're seeing the same half-elf girl? Sure. Well, if this thing's Her not working- Her name is Jacqueline. It has nothing to do with Jack. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, should we, should, we, should we go? I don't think this- This, uh, this is not going to help gonna us work. right now. No, and I don't want to- I don't think we should tear open its back with the concierge there. Yeah, and he was on the, he was on the phone. I think he was calling security, so we should, we should go before let's, they Let's uh, hurry out awkwardly. <laughs> yes. Okay, everyone, everyone, let's go. We're leaving now. On the other hand, I have made a use of that pipe of smoke monsters, and I don't think anyone thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody shuffles outside. We skedaddle. Do we see... Olivia. Olive. Yeah. Do we see her on the outside? Do a perception check. Natural 20, so I definitely Ooh. don't see her, and it was totally a waste of that 20. <laughs> you take a look around the street... And you actually do see her farther down. Is she heading towards another map kiosk? Yeah, she is at another map, and she's sort of frowning at it and pressing all the buttons. Niklaus, can you see that? And I sort of point towards her. She's breaking another one of those maps. We need those. Okay, but you can't see. Okay, well, yeah, we got to figure out a way to talk to her. I think she, her, she definitely heard me. Yeah. So uh, let's walk over there, and while we walk, uh, we can explain to our rest of our friends here what we're talking about <laughs> our very tolerant friends <laughs> yeah constance says she points to a coffee shop nearby and she says uh, we're going to squat there for a little bit until you guys sober up a little her ears like yeah yeah and he's walking towards livia it's like that's fine we'll, we'll come back uh just, just an invisible girl that we're chasing don't worry everything's, everything's normal fine situation normal <laughs> How, Continue how are as you? planned. How are you? Uh, the three, the three of them look pretty worried, but then Constance shuffles everybody towards the coffee shop. Please give me one to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then we we take off after where the girl is. Yeah, you guys head towards Olivia, who is still mashing these buttons, and you're about thirty feet away. Her back is facing you. Basically, she's facing away. Okay, her good. We need a plan. Should we try and surround her? So that we can just, so she can't, 
it seems cruel, but like we're not going to be able to talk to her if we just give her a way out. So if we, someone comes from the left, some comes from the right, or we can just try and talk to her. I mean, <laughs> I have a spell I could use. I used it before. Well, if she runs, maybe. I mean, maybe we try and do it without magic if we can. What this one shouldn't be visible. What is this? What is it's the one that this is the one that calms emotions. Oh, yeah, maybe that would help. It suppresses any effect causing a target to be charmed or frightened. So hopefully that'll allow her to calmly converse with us rather than being frightened of us. Right. Does only last a minute, so okay. We'd have to convince her we're trustworthy within a minute. Of All course, right. if, if we cast a spell on her and it doesn't work and she realizes it, she would be very opposed to speaking with us uh, from that point forward. So it's one of those very, uh, either it would be great success or much, <laughs> much fail. Well, we're already on the fail side of this to begin with, so maybe it's well, worth, I, well, we'll worth the We'll try a normal risk. conversation and then if she just starts running away, I'll, I'll try it. Okay. Okay, that sounds we'll good. Give, we'll give it a chance. But we should just we should do the split up thing. Okay. But be chill. Don't act like you're trying to corner an animal. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Herker puts his friendliest face on, which may not be super friendly looking to non orcs, but uh, it's actually more terrifying than usual. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot more tusks grimace. showing. <laughs> a lot more tusks showing. Oh, should we take her a coffee? That's very disarming, Ooh, right? That is disarming. Yeah. So. She gonna try and get some uh, some coffee for her, maybe. Yeah. So one if, of us is gonna stay and like keep an eye on her, and the other one's gonna go get coffee. So who wants to get the coffee? I don't know. You've talked to her before, but I don't know if that's better or worse. Maybe maybe I'll get the coffee. You get the coffee. I, I will get okay. the coffee. You, you're less terrifying to look at. <laughs> okay. So uh, before you leave, I do choose you to be the beneficiary of my telepathic speech. Oh, okay. So that I can let you know if she moves where we're going. If she, she bolts, inevitably. Yeah. So I stay about 30 feet back, nonchalant, while Herker goes to get coffee. I hustle to the coffee shop. All right, Herker, you hustle to the coffee shop. You blow past Constance, Audrey, and Govzu, and they're like, oh, hey, are you okay? And then you just, like, run past. Yeah, I'm definitely not paying attention to anything other than my objective. Yeah. You run up to the kobold barista, and he's like, what can I get you? Can I get a medium black coffee with cream and sugar on the side? That'll be five gold. Shoot. I only have four gold. And we spent... Yeah, there's no... Hmm. I paid I paid some of the uh, hotel for my personal. Okay. All right. I, I spent all of it for my personal. <laughs> okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll, take... I'll just retcon that real quick. Okay. Da, da, da. All right. Then I'll take five from the bank. So... Uh, the class is like, make sure to get more than one so she doesn't think that we like are trying to poison her. Okay. This is not something that occurred, has occurred to him. So he's like, two black coffees, actually. All right. Got it. I pay him the 10 gold. Yeah. I don't know why all the baristas are kobolds, but that's <laughs> I think canon that's now. A, I think that's a great a new thing. <laughs> the, the kobolds actually have like a, uh, what's what's the word? Like the, the dr- a cartel. They have the coffee <laughs> oh. cartel. Is yeah, the kobolds. The monopoly on it. Yeah. The monopoly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of minutes later, the kobold brings you two black coffees. All right, Herker grabs them and heads back to uh, Niklaus. Yeah, once again, you zoom past Constance, Audrey, and Gobzoom. <laughs> Just like as if they weren't even there. He is focused on the mission. Yeah. Meanwhile, Niklaus, 
You, nothing really changes as she keeps mashing these buttons. Every now and then, a person will come up to the map and try to use it, and then they just sort of shrug, assuming it's inoperable. Do they just walk through her? Yeah, do they like... Yeah, do a perception check. Alright. Perception. That's gonna be a two. <laughs> From your distance, it's really hard to tell. Meanwhile, here, here you arrive next to Niklaus. Alright, here's the coffees. Alright, she's still here, so we'll walk up and offer her a cup of coffee. Her choice, which one she wants, and then I'll drink the other one. And then you just kind of be on the other side, and if she tries to run, don't like, just kind of like hammer, hammer in a little bit, and I'll try casting the spell to calm her down. Alright. Well, hopefully the conversation just goes well. Alright, Kiki, what are you doing? I am sort of trying to be so that she can't just run free on the other side, but like, chill, like, I'm flying casual. <laughs> Alright, go ahead and roll a charisma check. Natural one. <laughs> oh, okay, I'm glad you're not the one with the coffees. Wait, this... wait, who who has the coffees again? I have the coffees. Okay, you begin your approach, and somehow she catches you out of her peripheral vision. Meanwhile, Nick Klaus, what are you doing? Uh, I'm walking up, kind of the other side, and uh, I have the coffees, and I'm just, I'm just, you know, strolling, very casual. But if I see her looking and catching. Hercure, who's looking... When I look over there, he's like, he's walking... Like... <laughs> he's got, like, the weirdest grin on his face. Like, just terrifying. <laughs> it's Tobey Maguire from Spider-Man 3 Walk. <laughs> That's what I see over there. And I'm like, oh god, okay, so I gotta hurry. So <laughs> I kind of, like, power walk <laughs> to, up to her. And uh, if I get close enough, like, ten feet, I'm like, oh, hey, come here often? Go ahead and also do a charisma check. Hopefully this is better. Nat 20. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so that's a plus five. That's a 25. Olivia sees you approach here, Kier, and it's absolutely terrifying. You're doing like a very Smiling aggressive Aggressively. Walk. Yeah. The smile is a little bit predatory <laughs> yeah dis dis disconcerting for anybody who's not familiar with it olivia backs up and then falls through you niklaus it gives you the tingles makes you a little bit cold she like a phantasm olivia points towards here and she's like oh my gosh what's what's wrong with him why does he have that look on his face oh and i was like who i was like oh yeah here care oh it was he's actually really He's got a complex about it. It's not his fault. He was born that way. <laughs> uh, just came out of the womb with a horrifying grin on his face. He means well. He's just terrifying to look at. But uh, as Nikos kind of crouches down because she's fell, I'm like, um, you okay? You like fell and then you fell through my body. I'm falling through you. That's a little unusual. She's like, huh, as she gets into her defensive stance and she's like, you should stay away from me. Why? I'm super dangerous. Oh. Do you do you need help with the map? Because it doesn't look like it's working. Uh. It could help you with that. And then you can leave because you're so dangerous. <laughs> she takes a moment to think. And then Olivia says, so you can see me? Yeah, I can hear you. Your name was Olivia. It's a very pretty name. How'd you go becoming all incorporeal like that? Ooh, incorporeal. Good word. Here, you roll up next to Niklaus. Olivia says, oh. Um, yeah, so I'm dead. My condolences. 
You don't seem very surprised. I mean, people die all the time, right? <laughs> the unusual part is that we're having this conversation afterwards. I hope it wasn't too traumatic. From where she's standing on the street, she says, Well, I sort of got run over by a levitating vehicle. And then as she says that, literally one of these vehicles drives through her. Because she <laughs> ended up on the street. Uh, that's hopefully not a traumatic thing for you to just experience. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I try to help you up? Uh, extended hand. Uh, well, she she's standing up right now. She's standing up. Yeah, it just drove right through her. Yeah. After the vehicle drives through her, she blinks a couple of times and she says, "I'm going to go stand on the sidewalk now." It's a good idea. Seems wise. One of our friends uh, got hit by a car too, but he lived. Well, good for him. <laughs> so, do you not like eat anymore or feel things or? Nope, I'm dead. Wow. But you're still here. Is there a final task that needs doing? Do you need to fix a map thing? Well, who are you guys? I'm Niklaus. We met earlier in the hotel. I'm Herc here. He's the guy with the scary face. What? My face is scary? I mean... Well, do you want to tell us what you were doing with the map? We're trying to use it, but the one we, that you were using seems to have been all busted and not working right. Olivia rubs the back of her head sort of awkwardly and she's like, Uh, so you guys can see me? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's like, ooh, boy, you guys are in big trouble. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. You see, I only show up whenever people are really lost, and I mean really, really lost. That That's an accurate description. I would say that's an accurate description. Yeah, we definitely don't know where we are, other than Canalun. Yeah, so usually if you don't engage with me, you find your way after about six weeks. That is a long time. That if you do engage with me, it's about, like, three months. Until you find your way. Is there any way to, to speed that up? Or we just gotta wander around here for three months? Or is there something we can do for you? Is it like a curse? Yeah, a curse. I mean, I, I'm not particularly well-versed in ghostliness. And between the three of us, I feel like you're probably the expert. <laughs> <laughs> can you touch anything? Or move things? Not really, just these buttons. Only she the walks buttons? up to the she walks up to the console and she mashes the buttons. Is this why all the consoles we come to are busted? You're making us be lost. Well, I've I've suspected that I find lost people and then there's a somewhat additive effect of being lost. Basically, lost people get more lost. Ah, uh, so if we go to a map and you don't hit the buttons, will we be able to use the map? Yeah, I don't know if I can stop myself. Oh, okay, so that's the problem. I think I've, I see the problem now, her care. What's that? I don't see it. Right, every time we go, it's the map. She's going to be there already, hitting the buttons. That's a problem. That is a problem. Meanwhile, the, the scene cuts to the point of view of Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu. They're, they're all sitting inside this coffee shop, and they all have water, because no one can afford coffee. <laughs> oh, God. And they're all looking at, like, across the street at you guys, and you guys are just talking into space. Gobzu says to Constance, um, do you think they're okay? Constance replies, ugh, but doesn't say anything. Classic Constance. And then it cuts back to you guys. So what can we do for you so that maybe we get unlost? How do we break this curse? We have a very special set of skills. Olivia says, I don't really know. You don't want to hang out with me for three months? I mean, you're welcome to hang around with us, but we have a timeline. We got things to do, places to be, people to kill. People to save. <laughs> Very yeah, busy. At, 
at people to kill, she gets back into her defensive stance and she's like, ha. He can't even hurt you. She's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's also people to save and people to avenge. You know, important things. We can't waste three months here. But also, we would like to help you if we could. Do you know why you became a ghost instead of just dying like everybody else? Olivia says, um, yeah, well, I died. That's why I became a ghost. If everyone who died became a ghost, there'd be a lot of people here that we saw. Oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So what was special about you? She says, oh, and then she squats down and she does the, yeah, she squats down and she puts her hand to her chin and she thinks really, really hard. She's like, mm-hmm. while she's doing that, I hand one of the cups of coffee to her care with the set of the sugar and like, <laughs> <laughs> cream. And I start making my coffee with the sugar. <laughs> Herker makes makes his coffee. Yeah, the coffee is pretty bland. Slowly stirring as she's going. Meanwhile, she's still like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, my coffee got a little cold. Did yours get a little cold? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, here. And I kind of like gesture towards it and I'm like... You heat it up a little bit. Press it, digitate it. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, that kind of reminds me. I wonder, like, Nicholas looks to the left, looks to the right, looks over his shoulder. Is there anybody paying attention to him besides his friends? Do a perception check. Seven. For a second, you feel like someone might have been watching you, but it quickly goes away as Olivia snaps one of her fingers. She's like, ha, that's right. So I was going to go pick up the magic tech that I needed to bake a cake for my best friend. Aw, when was this? She counts on her fingers, and she, after a couple of seconds, she says, 78 years ago? Wow. Your friend wouldn't also happen to be a half-elf, would she? Or he? Or him? Oh, no, they're gone. They're, okay. But yeah, when I died, I was looking for the Magitech that I needed to make a cake. Interesting. What Magitech would that even be? Baked cake level one. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Olivia says, you know, I actually don't really remember now. But maybe if you get me the Magitech, I could disappear? You guys don't have to hang out with me for three months? I mean, it's not so much about not hanging out with you. It's just hanging out with us while we go do other things. Exciting things, like not being lost. Yes? No? Maybe? Maybe? Maybe. All right. All right, so we got to go to our friends and somehow explain that we have to find the Magitech to bake a cake for a ghost that only we can see. Herkir nods like, yes, that's a totally normal thing for someone to say. Uh, I did want to try something, so Niklaus, secure that no one was looking at him, kind of like... Niklaus says, hold my coffee, and nothing bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, subtly casts Mage Hand. He like floats it over, and he's like, can, can you see that? Yeah. What about you, Olivia? Olivia's like, yeah. Try to give it a high five. Uh, all right. She rears up and gets ready to do a jumping high five, even though there was no indication that you were going to do that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So quickly tries to adjust <laughs> the, the hand. Temps a high five. Yeah. And this is one of the things that we're going to have to Google. It's a spectral floating hand. Now, by the word spectral, I would think it is able to interact with specters, of which I believe she may be one of. It can't attack. Activate magic items or carry more than 10 pounds. Okay. You raise your mage hand up and Olivia backs up to jump up and high-five it. And she does so. She has surprising ups. Oh, wow. 
Well, she's a ghost. Sure. And her hand just flies through your mage hand. Sad. The reason being, mage hand is physical because you can pick up objects. And it's not ethereal, sort of like ghosts. Well, it's worth a shot. <laughs> Goes into yeah, a spell that's, list. That's your, that's your daily Dungeons and Dragons science lesson. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, you want to come meet our friends? They're not going to be able to see you, but we can at least introduce you like a real girl. <laughs> that sounds a little bit awkward, but sure. Don't worry, they're, they're, we're all awkward here. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> here, I have an idea. I dig through my stuff, and I find a name tag that says Ernest on it from the museum. <laughs> I scratch out the name Ernest, and I write Olivia on it, and I have the hand hold it. <laughs> <laughs> and float around with her. <laughs> uh, she says, yeah, okay, that's cool. I guess my name is Ernest now. Well, no, no, it says Olivia. It says Olivia. I scratched it out. <laughs> Ernest Olivia. Oh, God. Okay, we try to rejoin our friends and explain this away. <laughs> we're just going to think we're more insane than we were before. <laughs> Here, Kira and Niklas, you head back to Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu, and they just see this floating name tag in the air. Gobzu says, um, are you guys okay? Yep. Yes. Yeah. So we need to bake a cake. No, we need a Magitech to bake a cake. Yep, the Magitech to bake a cake. Simultaneously, <laughs> Constance, Gobzu, and Audrey are just like, uh, Constance says, uh, is this really a priority right now? You wouldn't think it would be, but life surprises you sometimes. And yet. To kind of explain, I'm sure you're all curious why we need to bake a cake. <clears throat> it appears we are very lost, right? Yes. Everyone in agreement? Very lost? Everybody sort of nods. Okay. And it seems like our state of being lost is not entirely natural. It appears we are somehow cursed or ensorcelled, as some would say, and we remain lost regardless of our attempts to unlose ourselves until a lot of time has passed, more than we can wait. And it's because of our unfortunately demised friend here named Olivia. Everyone say hello to Olivia. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> Everybody's sort of like, hi, unsuredly. So Olivia, this is our friend Constance over here in the cloak. Constance waves in, like, a completely wrong direction. Constance, the, the, the name tag. She's right here. She's like, oh, right. Ugh. Uh, this is Audrey. Audrey does actually wave in the direction of the name <laughs> tag, having heard her sister get lectured. Yeah. And then Gobzu. Gobzu is scared of ghosts. He's hiding behind Audrey. Everything okay, Gobzu? Uh, yeah. Okay. She is currently dead everyone's condolences for that but that means she's also a ghost but she can't touch things other than maps so she's no danger to anyone here no matter if they're a human or a goblin do you hear that gobsy um yeah so why why can you guys see her but we can't i don't know but uh correct me if i'm wrong here Kira. it could be the whole magic thing could be that would be a thing we have in common that everyone else here does not yeah, yeah. Olivia sort of rubs her head, her, her ghostly spectral head, and she says, Well, did you guys lose anything important recently? Oh, no. Like a friend? Hercure chokes up. Oh, yeah, that'll do it. That'll do what? That's, uh, that's, uh, sobering. Suffice to say, we can see her. <laughs> <laughs> Constance says, Uh, well, okay, so what do we need to do now? We need a Magitech to bake a cake. Or we can wait for three months. Constance claps her hands together and she says, all right, so we're baking the cake. 
No, we need a Magitech. Exactly. Baking the cake with the Magitech. Uh, do we need to bake the cake or do we just need to give the Magitech to Olivia? He looks. What kind of what kind of uh, afterlife are you sending her to? Where you get the stuff to bake the cake, but you don't actually bake the cake? Come on, man. <laughs> I don't know if she just needs the Magitech so that she bakes the cake. Or I maybe mean, we're gonna help her. She's, she can't touch the Magitech anymore, man. Don't point out her uh, insufficiencies. Come on. Hercule just looks kind of hurt. And no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, went, I went too far. I apologize. <laughs> We've had a very stressful day. We're talking <laughs> to ghosts. We're talking Our to friends ghosts. think we're insane. Our think we're insane. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we got to get the stuff to make a cake. The Magitech for a cake. Does anyone know where we can get that? Constance looks at Audrey and is like, oh, do you know how to cake? <laughs> do you know how, <laughs> do you know to, how cake? to cake? <laughs> do you know how to cake? <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, I, can, I cake very well. <laughs> 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 Audrey looks at uh, no. <laughs> Constance looks at Audrey and she says, Ugh, "Do you know how to bake a cake?" And Audrey says, "Uh, no. Do you know how to bake a cake?" Both of them look at Gobzu and Gobzu is like, "Everyone, everyone looks at Gobzu." <laughs> Olivia's looking at Gobzu intently. There's a moment of silence, and then Gobzu says, "Yeah, I just need flour, eggs, and sugar." Everyone looks at each other. All right, we have no money. Where can we get flour, eggs, and sugar? A uh, Soul Mart. Soul Mart, of course. Oh, wait. Wouldn't they really only sell, like, the, the shitty bars? I don't know. Hercure's not really familiar with actual stores very much. Yeah. From your previous experience, Nick Klaus, you do know that the Soul Mart sell cantrip-level spells, basically for daily convenience. Is there a summon... <laughs> summon cake eggs summon eggs, summon <laughs> eggs. <laughs> they they do also have summon materials food foods jymo foodstuffs imitation eggs i mean i guess uh, imitation flour work. yeah imitation, imitation flour sugar. imitation butter imitation sugar i can't believe it's not butter i can't believe it's not sure <laughs> uh gobsu continues for a little bit and he says yeah, so as the janitor, I used to have to make cakes every now and then mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. Employee Appreciation Month. Mm, that's really progressive and forward-thinking. <laughs> yeah, so you, you you have to heat up the cake, and then... So, yeah, you need, like, heat, and then you have to whisk together a bunch of things. So maybe you need Magitech for those things? There's the produce flame. Put it in a metal pan, and I'll just heat that metal. The heat metal, and then to whisk it. I mean... But Olivia said she was going to get baking the cake Magitech. I mean, that would have been like the things to, to bake it, right? So like the, the heating and the whisking, the, the mixing. Is that right, Olivia? Olivia's like, yes, sir. I was making a cake. So all, all parts of making cake, whisking, baking, heating. Okay. Yeah, me neither. I've been dead for a very long time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some people would say 78 years. <laughs> if we were going to give a number to it, you know, just... Whenever you guys talk to Olivia, Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu are just like... <laughs> like side-eyeing each other. <laughs> yeah, they're side-eyeing each other, and it's very awkward. Okay, so I guess we need the ingredients and the heating and the... Whisking? Mixing. Whisking? Yeah. Could I use Mage Hand for that? The hand's just like in there, like, going to town. <laughs> it's just like one finger in there spinning real fast. Yeah. We doesn't have to worry about the arm like spinning and having to return the arm, so it's just a constant, <laughs> unstopping, like spinning around. All professional uh, bakeries have a, a mage hand magitech for just that reason. Yeah, Olivia does say, "Well, I did die while finding the magitech, so maybe if I just get the magitech and not the ingredients, it should be fine." I think I had the ingredients at home. 
Okay. Okay. Um, th- that's good. So we can go to the Soul Mart and see if they have any of those simple magitechs, but we need money. You wouldn't have happened to have- Who has marketable ha- skills? Well, I was going to say, Olivia, you wouldn't happen to have had a large sum of <laughs> everybody money. Except for, everybody except for the two of you raises their hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> all spend the day just collecting money however we can and then we'll just pull all of our <laughs> efforts together at the end <laughs> that should be fine right <laughs> constant says are you guys sure this is what we need to do yes olivia told us kirker says very seriously constant sees your face and she's like okay okay if gobsu comes with me we can go draw some caricatures that's a great idea that's Excellent. a great idea Audrey says, yeah, I could, I don't know, go fix, fix some pipes. <laughs> I can go salvage the match. Wait, wait. <laughs> so yeah, that, that works. That's a good idea. What are y'all going to do? I could harvest some mushrooms and lichen and stuff. He's like looking off for an alley or something. <laughs> There's always the sewers. Yeah. What could I do? I will perform <laughs> magic. I'm in going the to square. supervise. Oh. Do, I'm going to come up with a magic show. Good deal. I'm going to pretend to do magic without a magic wand. Ooh. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Olivia gets very excited and she's like, all right, all right, team. Herger's like nodding along. She puts her hand in the center of the circle of everybody. <laughs> the Herger only half his... of you guys can see. Herger puts his hand in immediately. Yep. The cost puts his hand in. Your hand gets cold. So does Niklaus's. And just looks at uh, the other three expectantly. Yeah. Constance, Audrey, and Gobzu hesitantly <laughs> put their hands into the middle, and they're like, and then Olivia's like, go team. Go team. Go team. Do their hands get cold? Yeah, they both, They everybody sort of like shakes it out afterwards. Constance picks up Gobzu when the two of them head out. Audrey heads down the opposite side of the street. <laughs> Niklaus, what do you do? I get like a small, like discarded box or something, and turn it upside down and like stand on it. I'm like, come on, come all, see the the wonders of I I I are what was my name? Dayar Azad, the famous magician of the West, the magnificent, the magnificent magician, performing <laughs> feats of magic without a magic tech wand. Ooh, Ooh. ah. There's at least one kid who's like, ooh. Everything from the, the fable Dragon's Breath. And then he just like, pushes his tail like a little spurt of like flame that comes out of my mouth. The kid is like, oh my god, mister, what are you going to do? All kinds of magic you've never seen before. Oh my god. Get get your friends. Uh, there's going to be a show. I'm going to go get my friends. Okay, great. Bring gold. Uh, I was like, let me find a cup or something. And I put it down in front of the, the box at my feet for tips nice and then i prepare a, a uh, skit yeah the kid returns with his entire class he says all right Richter, when's the when's the when's the show start it starts now with your magical toast dayar azad and i'm here for you today a show most grand magic without magitech Ooh. Ooh. ah we proceed to um have Niklaus kind of like do like showy hand movements and out of his like wrist he pretends to pull a thing of flowers which he actually used prestidigitation to create 
And so it comes out, there's like a little puff of smoke, and he's holding flowers in his hand. He's like, see? No magic tech needed. Ooh. Olivia is actually nearby, and she's like, oh, this is fun. And she's doing like jazz fingers at you. Except, <laughs> except nobody can see her. I, I take the appreciation anyway it comes. So then it's like a series of little hand magic things. It's like a, a rope that just seems to keep coming forever. There's a bird that flies out of his uh, jacket and like around the children <laughs> so they can like chase it. What what spell is that? These are all just prestidigitation. <laughs> just over and over again. Nice. Uh, sometimes he'll use Mage Hand for like um, the coin behind the child's ear type tricks and stuff like that. Yep. Go ahead and do a performance check. That's a natural 20. Nice. Yeah, the kids are like, ooh, that's so cool, mister. At the end of the performance, you find that there's 60 gold in your cup. Oh my god. Cool. Meanwhile, we cut over to Hirkir, and what are you doing? I'm examining local alleys for dark places where interesting mushrooms or fungus of potential saleable value are growing. Yeah, go ahead and do a nature check. Ten. Yeah, you rummage through a series of alleys. It's just a montage of you poking through <laughs> trash cans and lifting up cardboard boxes and crates and trash bags. And eventually you do find a couple of edible mushrooms. They're not particularly special, but you could sell it for a little bit of money. Okay. You put it in your basket as you skip away. <laughs> How do you sell the mushrooms? Do I see any sort of uh, food stalls or a grocer's place nearby or somewhere somewhere in my alley diving in that in that process? Yeah, go ahead and do a perception check. 13. Yeah, you see here that it's mainly stores. There might be a marketplace nearby, but it's it's not in this in the close vicinity of this area. Hmm. What about the coffee shop? The coffee shop is still pretty close by. Okay. With few other options and determined to bring something, he will go and attempt to sell his mushrooms to the coffee shop. Wait, did, did the coffee shop sell like food and stuff as well as coffee just before I make a total fool of myself? Yeah, we can say so. Okay, since that appears to be my only option to begin with, we will try that. Yep. You head back to the coffee shop. Standing behind the counter is the kobold barista. He's busy cleaning the espresso machine. Herkir approaches nervously, mushrooms in his little basket. Yep. The barista turns around and he says, mm, How can I help you? Hi. I have some delicious mushrooms here. I wondered if uh, you'd be interested in buying. They're extremely fresh. Are they edible? Of course. Why would I? Hercule look very confused. I'm an expert. Oh, how much did you want them for? How many? What is my mushroom cash total? <laughs> we'll just say there's 10 mushrooms. Five gold? Uh, it seems a little bit steep. It's two mushrooms of gold. Seven gold. I can do maybe three gold per mushroom. Three gold per mushroom? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Did I get the math wrong here? Uh, we were apparently talking two entirely different languages. Hercur made out like a bandit. <laughs> <laughs> he, the whole time he was trying to get uh, for all of them together, and then you were going per, and it was he was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
Go ahead and do a deception check, actually. Oh, yeah. He's been really deceptive here. <laughs> Trying to make up my deception for your mistake. Yep. <laughs> 17. Yeah, you do not bring up the inconsistency in the math here. <laughs> no, I do not. He rummages through the till and he pulls out 30 gold and he hands it to you. Thank you very much. Please enjoy. And uh, walks out the shop. Yep, he says, thanks. As you leave the coffee shop, you see Niklaus wrapping up his performance. Hercure watches the, the end of the show. You see Olivia possibly clapping very loudly. It's sort of hard to tell. And she does a bunch of finger guns at Niklaus. <laughs> and the two of you guys meet up again. That seems to have gone well. So yeah, these children had 60 gold. I don't know where the hell they're getting it all from. Wow. That's a lot of... Wow. How'd the mushrooms go? Pretty good. I got 30 gold. For mushrooms? For How many did you give them? 10. J just for 10? Just for 10. Oh, God. Okay. They're pretty good mushrooms, but I wasn't going to argue. I mean, yeah, that's great. I guess we should go find Audrey, Constance, and Gobsu. Should we wander around trying to find them? Maybe it'd be better to wait for them to find us. Could be. I mean, I guess we're already lost, so. I wonder if all of us are lost or just some of us are lost, if you know what I mean. That's an excellent question. Hey, Olivia. Olivia. You see Olivia climbing a, like the bottom part of a street lamp just because she can. <laughs> climbing? Is the, is, the, is the street lamp like flickering now and not working right? Yeah. <laughs> and she says, oh, what? Whoa. We were wondering, is it some of us that are lost or are all of us lost in the group? Mm, I don't really know. Maybe your lostness is contagious. I don't know. Ugh, I hate it when I'm contagious. Well, do you remember how much you needed to buy those Magitech that you never got to buy? Mm, no, I have no idea. You know, inflation. Right, right. What's that? It's when things get expensive <laughs> over time. Nicholas had a look like, do I want to go through all the explanation for what <laughs> inflation is? And he's really, he's, he's grateful that Oblia decides to take over the conversation. <laughs> Nicholas has a seat while Olivia explains economics <laughs> to Hercure until our friends return. Hercure zones out like 35 seconds in. <laughs> yeah. Even though Olivia looks like she's like 16 maybe, it seems like she actually knows a pretty decent amount of stuff. Well, she's been around for 80 years. I would hope so. She picked up one or two things along the way. Yeah. It turns out it's actually pretty easy to pick up economics if you just hang out for 80 something years. <laughs> One economics discussion later, <laughs> Constance and Gobzu roll up. Constance says, Ugh, well, I guess that was sort of fun. <laughs> How'd the paintings go? She's going to roll if I can find the dice. Constance says, Eh, it went okay. Not my best work. She hands you guys 21 gold. Wow. That's not bad. We're doing well, I think. I don't know what this Magitech thing costs. Meanwhile, Audrey also rolls up, and she says, Hey, y'all. Hello, Audrey. How'd you do? So I talked to some of the uh, the store owners around here, and I helped them fix some stuff. Uh, this is this is how much I made. And she hands over 36 gold. Oh, very good. So that, That's excellent. 146, 147, is that right? That should be plenty, right? I would hope so. Olivia mentioned something about purchasing price parity. Nobody knows what she's talking about, though, because the real magic is economics. <laughs> At this point, even Niklaus is starting to lose the thread. Well, uh, nothing for it but to go check and see 
how much these magitechs cost. Yep. So we look for the nearest soul mart. Yep. Constance says, uh, we'll, we'll just wait for you here, all right? I don't really need anything from the store. Okay. Yep. So Audrey and Gobs also just, they just hang out. So just me and Niklas and maybe Olivia. Yeah, Olivia comes with. Turns out hanging out with people who can see her is a lot funner than not. Is it? All right. Can we find a Soul Mart? Yeah, the Soul Mart is surprisingly easy to find, especially because there's signs for it everywhere. Ah, checks out. Yeah, but go ahead and roll a perception check. I got a seven. You take a look at the multitude of signs that are strewn all about, and it does take you a while to finally locate the, the Soul Mart sign. We are right in between two Souls Marts, so we couldn't figure out which direction to go. Yeah. You start heading in the direction of one and then change your mind midway and head <laughs> towards the other one. Nicholas just shaking his head the whole time. Told you we should have gone the other way. You want the compass? Eh, it doesn't do any good right now anyway. <laughs> but eventually you do arrive outside of your local Souls Mart. There's a bunch of bright, illusory advertisements around the outside and Compared to a lot of the other stores and sort of the dark background of the street, it's insanely bright. Like, it's almost hurting your eyes bright. Okay, fine. But are there any sales? Yeah, you actually take a look around and there's a, in big letters, it says, get your press digitation here. Subscribe and save 5% on auto deliveries. I don't know what an auto delivery is. It's a guy named Auto Delivers. Uh... We head to the cake making aisle. You head inside the Souls Mart. And immediately to your right, there is a little counter. Standing behind it is a middle-aged dwarf wearing a Soulsmart jumpsuit. Throughout the Soulsmart are a bunch of vending machines that line the walls. There's also two rows of shelves that run north-south, creating three aisles. And basically one row in the back and one row in the front. The vending machines are stocked with plain JYMO food which includes the the substitute eggs, butter, and sugar, and flour that we talked about. The shelves, meanwhile, contain Magitite up to level 1, and also most Magitech also up to level 1. Is there one of the GOIMO voucher machines? Yeah, there is actually. So before we go too far... Does the idea, dwarf actually have a role here? Does he just fix the machines? Is that? Uh, I guess we could ask him where we could find things. We could. You take a look at the JYMO bar voucher machine, and you see the three flavors that you've been accustomed to, the mystery nut, mystery fish, and mystery meat. Now, however, though, there is also mystery protein. Hey, from that one time. <laughs> and which one do you get? I'll just get the normal nut one. Okay. The protein one gave us a bonus to strength checks, if I remember. Yeah. As you peruse the voucher machine, you take a look around and you see you see on these shelves are the the Magitech to level one and Magitech up to level one. Each of the Magitech that is cantrip level costs thirty gold, and each of the level one Magitechs costs sixty gold. You also see two guns behind a locked glass case, both of them pistols, and you see that there is a ray of frost and a firebolt. There's also a couple of patrons inside the convenience store. There is a middle-aged tiefling mom and her young son, apparently. You also see a fairly tall half-elf woman in a police uniform with white blonde hair and a ponytail. 
Before anything else happens, you hear someone kicking the door in. Of the shop? Of the shop. And you see three gnolls with ski masks on. You see these humanoids, they look like human-hyena hybrids. One of them, a larger one, is carrying a shotgun. And he yells into the shop, Alright, this is a stick-up! Everybody get on the floor! everyone, this is Joey, your super adequate dungeon master. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of Adequately Advanced Magic. Things are getting exciting now that Mitchell's character has finally met up with Roy and Jeremiah's. If you're liking the podcast or have any suggestions, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter or Instagram at AAMagicPod. We'll catch y'all next week as here, here Nick Klaus and Sirius absolutely wreck a convenience store. Mm-hmm.